If you have been to a football game or really any sporting event in the last 20 years or more, or even seen one on television, you've probably seen people holding up signs whenever the TV camera is on them. And the signs say, John 3.16. Well, that's a verse from today's Gospel. God so loved the world that he gave us his only Son, that all who believe in him might have eternal life. And on the whole, I have to say, there are a lot worse things people could be putting on the signs that they lift up. But that makes me wonder, what are you lifting up this Lent? We usually think of this season as a time to work on our interior lives. Prayer and fasting and almsgiving are things that we don't usually do in public. People might get the wrong idea. They might think we're flaunting our piety. They might even think that we're religious. Can't have that. Our cultural perspective on religion is that it's something that is almost completely privatized. It's something we do in private on Sundays. Even during Lent, our religious observance is something that most people don't talk about much. It may seem embarrassing. Furthermore, in recent years, many people have been more hesitant to show their faith publicly because Christianity has seemingly been hijacked by extremists. On the one hand, are those extremists who are looking for a past golden age in which Christianity was associated with a whole raft of oppressive and discriminatory structures, structures to which they'd very much like us to return. But on the other end of the spectrum are extremists who want to reinvent Christianity so that it's no longer even recognizable. I'm thinking of a church that was across the street from me when I was in Austin, Texas. And on Ash Wednesday, they gave out glitter ashes. Remember that you are fabulous. I don't think they really get what ashes and Lent are supposed to be about. Somehow between these two extremes, where the rest of us are, we have to figure out how we can make sense of our faith in the modern world, not taking refuge in the past and not jettisoning everything from the past either. The scriptures clearly challenge us to live our faith in the world where people can see it. With the possible exception of places where actual persecution is a serious problem, there are no secret Christians. Our faith is something that by its very nature we have to share. If we believe this good news, that God is rich in mercy, bringing us forgiveness and healing, and we know that there are hurting people around us who need that message, then we have to tell them about it. If the people around you don't know you're Catholic, maybe it's time to ask why. I'm not suggesting you need to put a bumper sticker on your car that says Jesus saves or that you ought to be holding up a sign at a football game. But people ought to be able to tell by the way you live your life, by the choices you make, by the ways that you treat people, 
that there is something good and loving that motivates you. It's said that you can tell a lot about people by who their friends are. Do people know that you're a friend of Jesus? Honestly, I think that living a life of integrity, free of hatred and fear, is a much more effective means of evangelization than constantly talking about God. One of my personal favorite bumper stickers is one that says, if you love Jesus, work for justice and peace. Any damn fool can honk. And there's something to that. We've got to hold up a sign that identifies us as people whose lives are changed by our relationship with God who is loving and merciful. And that relationship motivates us to serve each other in humility. We feed the hungry, resist injustice, and wash each other's feet. The letter to the Ephesians that we heard read tonight is another example that our salvation isn't just our own doing. God's grace isn't a reward for our works of charity and justice. The salvation we receive is free. That's what grace means. But because we have been given such a gift, we ought to be motivated to live lives that mirror the forgiveness and the healing that we have experienced. People will see how we live and will know that we are followers of Christ and they will want to follow too. When we live with integrity and compassion, Christ is lifted up and people are healed. Our gospel talks about Moses lifting up a serpent in the desert so that people could be healed of their snake bites. Since the 16th century, that's been a symbol of the medical professions, those snakes wound around a staff. For those of you who are crossword puzzle fans, it's called a caduceus. So think about the symbolism there. To be healed of the snake bites, they had to look on the snake held in the air. To be healed, we have to look clearly on the source of our problems, even exposed for everyone to see. To find forgiveness for our sins, we need to look on the cross where Jesus died for our forgiveness and salvation. Christ was lifted up on the cross, not for our condemnation, but so that we could look up and be healed. In any big liturgical procession, what goes first? It's not the bishop, it's not the priest, it's not the scriptures or the incense. It's the cross lifted high that always leads a procession. And it's the sign of our healing and our salvation. But it's a sign that we have to make visible to the world if we are going to follow Jesus. Don't be afraid to lift up that cross. Don't hesitate to show Christ to the people that God brings into your life. Some people are very comfortable wearing a cross. Some people hold up John 3.16 signs at football games. But if you are living your life in response to the love and the salvation that you've received, living with compassion and working for justice, people will see how God is working in you, and they too will follow.